Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Banklin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Five Things to Let Go of. Before we get into the message, I have an exciting announcement from Igniting Hope. My brother, Dr. Phil Backlin, and I, who wrote the book, The Culture of Empowerment, have just completed a revised version of that book called The Culture of Empowerment Business and Organizational Version. It is made for non-church people. It is a powerful book. Even church people will benefit by it as well. But we're seeking to reach a whole new target audience with this book. The need for healthy, empowering leadership, I believe, has never been greater. And this book will help you develop the skills and convince you of the benefits of being an empowering leader who's not just concerned about what people can do for you or the organization under your leadership, but you're actually also concerned about the total well-being and training and lifting these people to places where they never thought they would go. This book is now available. It's on Amazon. And by the way, we also have an online course on the Igniting Hope Academy, ignitinghopeacademy.com called The Culture of Empowerment, that uses this new version of the book as the basis for the 12-week online course. Just for two or three hours a week, you will get podcasts, you will get a video every week, and then there's a signed reading. It is an incredible course. And if you're looking for something to do personally or with your leadership team to take your leadership to the next level, to just treat people well, but also to get great things done. That course may be a great addition to what's happening right now or to the book if you buy that. Let's get into the topic today, five things to let go of. In the spirit, the life with God is like this. Imagine you're holding on to one thing with your left arm and then your right arm is also outstretched and you're reaching towards something new. But you can't grab it unless you let go of the other. And for what the Lord wants to do in your life and what he wants to do in my life, there's a faith journey of letting go of certain things before we've fully been able to embrace something new or something better. And today when I share these five things to let go of, I believe these dramatically increase the likelihood of us being able to apprehend that which God has for us in this incredible season. So number one thing to let go of is the need to always be right. The need to always be right. I think about the Pharisees in the New Testament. They certainly, on one level, may have been right bringing the woman who was caught in adultery to Jesus, but they were completely wrong with their spirit and their attitude. I know in marriage with my wife, Wendy, there's been times that maybe I've been 100% right on one level, but I am also 100% wrong 
in how I present it and, and my attitude in that. And there's just also times where maybe I feel I'm right. I just need to, it's not worth pushing. It's not that important. So let me give you three things to do when you feel the urge to emphasize your rightness in a situation. Number one is hold your tongue. Hold your tongue. Proverbs says, even a fool is thought to be wise if he, if he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> and count to three, whatever you need to do to stop the tendency of that demanding that people know you're right, but it's released with a negative spirit. Count to three before you say anything. Secondly, seek to understand before you seek to be understood. This will help in areas where you actually think you're right, but you're wrong or you're partially wrong. That's a healthy mindset. I first seek to understand before I seek to be understood. And then number three in this area of overcoming the need to always be right is to choose your battles wisely. We can't engage our energy into every cause, into every argument, every thing on social media. Choose your battles carefully with the key people in your life. Don't major in minors, major in majors. Number two of what to let go of is being isolated. Let go of being isolated. 1 John 1, 7 says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from sin. Elijah in 1 Kings 19 ended up in a cave. He was isolated. He was suicidal. Now, when we get isolated, and certainly the coronavirus in this season has created a greater isolation, but also for some has created a continuation of that isolation, even after the effects of lockdowns, etc., have happened. And so as we're in fellowship, according to 1 John 1, 7, that we're walking in the light and we get cleansed. There's something powerful about being in community. It is a safety for us. So three things to do to overcome, to overcome this being isolated thing is number one is join others in a cause. Find a cause. Find people to partner with to make the world better. Number two is be a part of a growth group. Get with some people and grow. Whether you're reading a book together, certainly church fellowship is going to come under the category of all that I'm saying. Small groups especially. Get in a growth group. Find some group to grow in, in your spirit life, spiritual life, and other aspects. And then number three, get help as needed. Get help as needed. This coronavirus and the increase of alcohol abuse, increase of, of just other substance abuse, increase of 
eating disorders, etc. There is people who can help us with those things as we humble ourselves. And we all need help in something. There's no shame in seeing counselors. There's no shame in telling people, hey, I'm not doing well in this area. Being isolated, we let go of that. Number three is we are to let go of the need to keep things the way they are or the way they were. The need to keep things the way they are. Samuel, in 1 Samuel 16, God says, How long are you going to mourn for Saul? Arise, fill your horn with oil, and go to Jesse's house. And he was mourning over that which did not work out through the first king, Saul. And God says, hey, how long are you going to stay in a state of just looking backwards? And this really does speak at some level to just not noticing the new things that God's doing, the new season that he's releasing. He says in Isaiah, behold, I'm doing a new thing. And there's a tendency that we want to keep things the same. We want to keep the same relationships. We want to keep the same positions that we have. We want to keep the same procedures or protocols or structures, systems in place. And, and we fight because of a fear of change. We fight against that which is new and we don't go on. Even in a spiritual revival sense, those who have been impacted by a previous revival are usually the greatest ones to persecute a new revival because they want it to be the same. They want to have the same manifestations, the same ways that people come to the Lord, the same ways that people encounter God. So here's three things to do to overcome the need to keep things the way they are. Number one is to ask regularly this question, what are the new things that God is doing? What is the new things that God is doing? Ask him directly, Lord, what are, what are the new things that you're doing? Number two is let go of the fear of the unknown. The Lord's going to lead you into the unknown. There, the nature of faith is, is that we don't know where this future is going. We can have vision, we can have plans, but ultimately we don't know what we're being raised up for. None of us do. David was out with the sheep. He didn't know where that was going. He wasn't thinking about Goliath. He wasn't thinking about being a king. And then lastly, downsize if you need to. Downsize in your time commitments. Downsize in your financial commitments. Because that will make room for God. I'm not saying everybody's to do that, but some who are listening, that's a word for you. Number four, we let go of wrong definitions of success. Let go of wrong definitions of success. The book of Proverbs makes it clear that the greatest success is, is intimacy with God and walking in wisdom. And so we let go of wrong definitions of success, of whether it's position, your, your position, whether it's how many followers or how popular you are or accomplishments 
that you have or possessions that you have or titles that you have. We don't. We're not against those things, but those things are not what makes us successful. What makes us successful is that we are successful on the inside of ourselves, that we don't need those things. Success is a state of being, not a goal to be attained. If I need something outward to validate me as a success, I'm not a success. God makes people successful on the inside when they don't look successful on the outside. Then that truly creates outward success. It's called soul prosperity. Here's some things to do to overcome and let go of wrong definition of success. Number one is deal with unsuspecting sources of shame. I've done a podcast in the past unsuspecting sources of shame, whether it's physical appearance shame, whether it's our possession shame, whether it's the job we have shame, whether it's educational shame, maybe spiritual gifts shame, maybe the condition of our family that wants to bring shame on us. Overcome those. Those are an enemy. Everybody has something in their life that wants to just create shame in, in their emotions. And then value inner success more than outer success. Talked about that already. Value inner success more than outer success. And then consume the book of Proverbs. Consume the book of Proverbs. There's 31 chapters, one chapter a day is really good. Now, number five, let go of preconceived ideas of how God is going to do it. Let go of preconceived ideas of how God's going to do it. Naaman, second Kings, he goes to Israel to be healed of leprosy. And he thought that Elisha was just going to wave his hand, but he told him to go dip seven times in the river Jordan. He was angry, but a servant finally convinced him to do it. And it was how he got healed. We are to let go of who God's going to use to bring breakthrough, who God's going to use to start revival, who God's going to use to give us a word, letting go of how we believe God's going to provide for our needs, etc. Here's three things to do to overcome preconceived ideas of how God is going to do it. Number one is add hope to your faith. Faith is very specific. Hope is more general. Faith says God's going to do this. Hope says, I don't know what God's going to do, but he's going to do great things. Hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. Number two is study biblical examples of supernatural creative solutions. They're all over in the Bible. I mean, everything from Goliath being killed from a slingshot to a body of water that's bitter where trees thrown into it to God feeding multitudes through just a small amount of fish and bread to Peter walking on water to mud being put in eyes to heal. Study those. And then lastly, open your eyes to new solutions. 
one of my favorite declarations is there's always a solution. And the brain, once the brain believes there's a solution, it'll start looking for solutions. There's always a solution. So five things to let go of. Number one, the need to always be right. Number two, being isolated. Number three, the need to keep things the way they are. Number four, wrong definitions of success. And number five, preconceived ideas of how God is going to do it. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Steve Backlin here. We here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For most of you listening right now, today is just not a good day to walk in radical joy. You may be too tired or you feel too tired. Disappointments in your life, personal weaknesses, bad news through the media, bad news what's happening in in our nation, family situations, financials, whatever it is. I found this out. There's really never really a time to walk in radical joy. I say today, let's stir up the joy of the Lord. It is our strength. Praise God. Hey, we're starting Feasting on the Spirit. My wife, Wendy, uh, 28 days of devotionals. We got two levels on that, a free level. And then I believe it's $25 level that has extra content. You can find that at ignitinghopeacademy.com. Feasting on the Spirit, 28 days. My wife, Wendy, is She has got some powerful things about activating our spirit and connecting our spirit to God. That's starting November, in the beginning of November. We're doing our negativity fast, positivity feast for Lent in February again for 40 days. That's coming up as well. Hey, if you're not signed up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com and sign up for that. You'll receive my weekly podcast, weekly blog in your Monday email. We'll also be announcing courses, etc. Thanks so much. If you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? If you would like to donate to Igniting Hope Ministries, we would love for you to do that. If you feel called, go to ignitinghope.com and you can click donate. By the way, I'd like you to take five seconds to pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. I have felt your prayers recently. It is making such a difference for me personally and this mission and this assignment that we have. So just, I'm going to pause for five seconds. Why don't you pray? Amen, amen. Thanks for praying for us. We love you. You can find us at Igniting Hope Facebook Live as well, where we do that five days a week. And you can find us at Igniting Hope Instagram also. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.